1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 is what we read. And so let me ask you the question, and I'm, let me welcome those of you that will be viewing uh, via YouTube and Facebook. And, uh, and I'll just say we've, uh, we've, I've hired someone to uh, help us to kind of manage our page and update our website, and they've already put some things on there, and it's, it's improved. And, uh, and I'm very grateful for that. And so now people can go to the website of the church and click on there and they can find the messages that have been preached in the past. And so, uh, and so I think that'll be a blessing. And so anyway, I wanted to let you know about that. And, uh, but anyway, here in 1 John chapter 3, I asked the question, how many of you like waiting in a line? Uh, you know, most people just cannot stand too much waiting. If we have to wait too long, what do we do? Hey, we either, we either put the car in reverse and back up and we turn around. I can't tell you how many wrecks I have seen. You know, when there's a wreck up ahead and people get tired of being in line, and then they want to turn around and wham, they get into another wreck because they're impatient. And uh, I mean, we don't like waiting in line. We don't like waiting on hold. You know, sometimes you get on hold and man, it's just like, you know, where is that and how long? And, you know, the, the, the companies have kind of improved a little bit and say, they'll come on there and they say, your expected hold time is two minutes. Now, we don't know if that's true or not, all right? They're just telling us that. Or they say, you are next in the queue. Uh, like it's get fixing to be your turn. We don't like waiting in traffic and we don't like waiting when we're trying to get on the internet. But somebody told me a long time ago, do you know what WWW stands for? That means wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be World Wide Web, but sometimes it's wait, wait, wait. We just don't like that. We don't like to wait. And, and I want to speak to you tonight for the next few minutes about learning to live in the now. Learning to live in the now. Notice what our passage says. It says there in verse 2, it says, Beloved, what? Now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Now means at the present time, the word now means at the present time or moment. And John stated clearly, he said, Beloved, now are we, what? The sons of God. I mean, what a profound statement when you think about where you came from. I just learned tonight that Brother Graham was born in Montana. Did you know that? Big Sky Graham. <laughs> and, uh, but he was, he was just an infant when they left there. And, uh, but, I did not, but I told him, I said, man, I can tell you have that pioneer, that Montana pioneer spirit in him. And... Uh, so anyway, when you think about that, I mean, you know, uh, you know, when we think about where we came from, and uh, and when I and when I'm I'm not just talking about a geography, but I'm talking about our dispositions as well. When we think about that and what has happened in our lives, you know, when we think about what we were in the past, and even sometimes what we feel ourselves to be in the present. Now, you know, we had a good day on Sunday, didn't we? I enjoyed it. It was a blessing. Well, it was just a good spirit and Julianne making profession of faith and so forth. And, and uh, I, I mentioned that to Brother Roger and he said, man, he said, that's great. And, and, uh, and I told him, I said, the church would be greatly encouraged by that. And isn't fruit always is. It's an encouragement. 
But, uh, you know, and so when we think about, when we think about, uh, you know, some of those things, do you know that for, you know, for every, what, what's that, what's that law in one of the physics, in physics, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And so uh, I, I don't know about you, I'm just being honest tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I've struggled a little bit since uh, it started on Monday. I struggled a little bit on Monday, and then I struggled a little bit more yesterday, and then I struggled a little bit today. Uh, you know, and I, and I just had to chalk it up. I said, you know, that's old Slewfoot. That's old, that's old Smutty Face. I mean, he, why? He just doesn't want us. He can't stand prosperity, and he certainly doesn't want us to be blessed. And so sometimes there, there are just some attacks that come along, and I, it's not that I'm important or whatever. It's just because of what has happened. And so, so sometimes, you know, when, when we think about these things, we think of ourselves, uh, and, and, you know, and a lot of times it, it's hard for us. I mean, it's easy, it's easy to read that. It's another thing to necessarily, not necessarily feel it, you know. And, uh, and, and I, think, I think about what, what Paul said, even about himself. He said, when I would do good, evil is present with me. And he struggled with some of that. And so it certainly makes us wonder about our adoption sometimes, doesn't it? And yet we are called the sons of God. Now, I think when it says sons there, ladies who are here, I, I don't think that that means you've been excluded, all right? I think that's sons and daughters. And, uh, and so part of what we, you know, part of what we know has happened is that the, is that the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men could become the sons of God. And what a blessing that is. And so, but learning to live in the now, now, I mean, right now, somebody said, well, when were you made fit for heaven? You were made fit for heaven on the day that you trusted Christ as your Savior. On the day that you were born again, you were fit for heaven. And so the Lord has made that possible, we know, because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. And so I want you to look at some things. If we're going to live in the now of that, as being now are we the sons of God, then we've got to understand something. Number one, I want you to see that it is His proclamation. It's His proclamation. It's not ours. I mean, and notice what, notice what it says right there. Behold what manner of the love the Father hath bestowed upon us, verse 1, that we should be called the sons of God. And you think about that. And He put it in writing. God put that title that belongs to every child of God, He put it in writing. Now are we the sons of God. Now, you know, and so hereafter the saved are to be called the sons, if you will, and the daughters of God. And again, I'm going to say easy to read, but not always easy to feel. What do we do when... when what do we do when we come to church sometimes? We say, what do we say to each other? Well, how are you doing? Or how are you feeling? And really, you know, we ought not to be asking that because your feelings are not trustworthy, are they? A Amen, Brother Ed. You know it's not so. They're not trustworthy because they change. They can go up and down. We ought to be asking, how are we faithing? How are we faithing? Not by how you're feeling. Somebody said, how are you feeling? Like this. You know, I use my hands and my fingers and so forth. But, but it's true because we're to walk by faith and not by 
sight. And God wants us to be a spiritual people, not a sensual people, if you will, that live by their senses, what they can see, what they can taste, what they can touch, what they can feel, and the like. And that dictates whether or not they're going to have joy, whether they're going to have sorrow, whether they're, whether they're going to have uh, depression or discouragement. By all the, that, That's how the world lives. I mean, they go up and down like the stock market. You know, the stock market, a lot of that is all based upon feelings. And a lot of times it's either feelings of fear or, or feelings of confidence. That's what it's based upon, and so things go up and down. I mean, look what happened during, look what happened during the, uh, the Great Depression of 29. Some of you all were actually not here then, all right? You heard about it, and, uh, like I did. And, but there were people that killed themselves because of what happened. They jumped out of windows and did other things uh, be, because their fortune was tied up in something that had an emotional component to it. Now, your emotions are important. They're not supposed to be ignored, but God doesn't want them to be in charge. And that's why He said, now are we the what? We're the sons of God. It's a title, if you will, that He has placed upon us, that He has given us. It came with our adoption, brother. And what a blessing that is. I mean, maybe you struggled this week, and so my, my, my word to you is fear not. In spite of how you feel, in spite of maybe how you battle, and maybe you failed or whatever, in spite of all those things, fear not. Why? Why? Because it's neither our graces nor our feelings in which we are to live. We just simply have to live by faith in Christ. And this is what God says about us, in spite of how I feel. In spite of how I look, in spite, of, in spite of the circumstances that are going on around me, the Bible says that I'm a child of God. That means I'm a part of a royal priesthood. Isn't that, isn't that what it says? Isn't that what Peter said? We're a royal priesthood, a peculiar people and so forth and, and the like. And God has bestowed that upon us. And we have to learn to live in the now, whether you are addressing or looking at a valley that's coming or you're up on the mountaintop. It still is about learning to live now. Now, I'm not talking about going for all the gusto. I'm talking about living in the now, in the light of what God has said about us in His Word. It is His proclamation. It's not ours. It was His to make when we trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and He has put it in writing, and it's going to be here forever. Amen. You know... Uh, my sister one time sent me a, a birthday card, and I forget how old. I think it was when I turned 50. And, uh, and she sent me a birthday card, and, and it's almost made it seem as if I were older than she, but I'm not. She's seven years older than me, and, uh, but she sent me this, birth, this, uh, this uh, birthday card, and it looked like something out of Egypt, like it had hieroglyphics on it and everything. She opened it up, and she said, oh, look, she said, they found a copy of your birth certificate. The archaeologists have, and it was on stone, and it was something in there like I was so old, you know, that, that I had come across that. But you know what? But really, when you think about this, this, this word is going to be eternal and the title and the calling and the blessing are ours from now on. And when you think about it, time doesn't mean anything to the Lord. Do you know, he said what? He said of himself, I am 
that I am. So you know, He always lives in the present. Our Heavenly Father lives in the now. And we think about, well, yeah, I don't know what a day is going to bring. I don't know what the rest of this day is going to bring, let alone think about tomorrow. But learning to live in the now in the blessings that we have now, in the blessings that are ours. In spite of, you know, I don't know what kind of week you've had. I know what I struggled with. And, uh, you know, Debbie, I said something, this, I was talking to myself, but Debbie overheard me and I said, man, I hate my flesh. I just can't stand it. And she said, she well, then crucify it. And I said, I don't need any help from you. I have the Holy Spirit. Thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blessing when other people want to help you, isn't it? Amen. Uh, men, that's the thing. You know, God saves you. He puts the Holy Spirit. But he, if you're married, He gave you a wife. Amen. Yeah, yeah, you have that too. And so, but learning to live in the now. Now excludes the past, doesn't it? Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. I can't, I, you know, one of the dangers in looking back is looking back on things that you can't fix. Or looking back on things that have been forgiven, sins that have been forgiven. You, the, the devil loves to bring up our past. He doesn't want you to live in the light of now. And it is the manner of love. That word, that word manner literally means out of what country. And I would say the love that we are experiencing now is, is that love that's kind of out of this world. It's certainly not of this world to be able to do that. And so we learn to live in the now. Then I want you to, I want you to see that was his proclamation. Then I want you to see, look, look in verse 2 with me. I want you to see his perspective. His perspective. That's with a capital H. I'm talking about God's perspective. It's God's proclamation. It's God's perspective upon us. You look in the mirror and you may not feel much like a son. Notice the word I used. You may not feel like it, but it's not our proclamation anymore, is it? Nor is it our, if you will, our perception. We're not going by our own perception. It is God that said, Now are we the sons of God. It is His perception. Do you understand that when He looks upon you, He doesn't see you? But who does He see? He sees His Son. Think about it with me. You know, let, let, that, let that sink in. Look, look, look. Look in Hebrews with me. You're in 1 John. Keep your place there. And then go to the book of Hebrews with me and look in chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 and look in verse 10 with me. We're talking about His perspective. His perspective on things. When, when you get somebody else's perspective on it, doesn't it open your eyes a little bit? You begin to understand some things. And for a lot of people, perception is reality. Perception is reality. And that's what we got to see. This is God's reality. And it helps us to live in the light of that, that we might think about ourselves maybe a little bit different. You know, have you, maybe, have you ever said to your, to your son, you know, I, I, my, you know, my dad said to me, uh, he, he didn't say it all the time, but it wasn't something that he just mentioned once in my life and then let it go. But, you know, he would, uh, he would get me sometimes aside and he would say, 
you are a blue blood. And he would look me in the eye. You are a blue blood with that German accent. You are a blue blood. And the Rhine River runs in our veins. In other words, be proud of your heritage. Well, beloved, we have a heritage. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of what he's done for us. Not because of what we did for ourselves. But just as much as my dad, you know, he would, he would tease around those things. But a lot of times, a lot of truth is said in jest. Now, his was a pride of origin, a pride of, of race, a pride of nationality. He looked at those things. And, uh, and so, but, but we have to get God's perspective on this. And so perspective for a lot of people is reality. What they see sometimes is what governs what they think to be so. And, and so listen to what this says. I, you're in Hebrews chapter 2, look in verse 10. He said, for it became him, speaking of the Lord Jesus, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. Now watch. In bringing many sons unto glory, that would be us, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings for both he that sanctifieth, now that's the Lord Jesus, and they who are sanctified, now watch, that's us, are all what? All one. We're connected to Him. For which cause He is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And, and so what's happening here is that now we're not just called the sons of God, beloved. We are the sons of God, the sons and daughters. We're a part of that priesthood. You're, you know, what does that song say? I'm a child of the King, a child of the King, with Jesus my Savior. I'm a child of the King. And that's what we are. And sometimes when you know who you are, it can have an impact sometimes on what we do and how we behave ourselves. It should. You know, like... You know, you know, my parents say, straighten up. Hey, don't, do you know who you are? You represent us out there. Do you know who you are? And, and, you know, don't forget who you represent, maybe when you went away. But I'm telling you, it's God's perspective upon our lives. And what a difference that makes in that perspective is that our life is hid with Him. Look in Colossians chapter 3. You're in Hebrews. Keep going left. Go to the book of Colossians with me. And look in chapter 3. Do you understand we are, and this is why we are so secure in our salvation, is because of what the Lord has done. When you think about it, think about it with me. Now, if you've been saved by the grace of God, Colossians chapter 3, if you've been saved by the grace of God, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit baptized you, placed you in Christ. And Christ is in God the Father, and we in Him. And so, man, that's like being in a hand, inside of a hand, and covered with a hand. I am in Christ. Christ is in the Father and in me. And I mean, so, I mean, we are tied up, dipped down. You're in. If you've trusted, if you've trusted Christ. And so when He looks upon us, what does He see? He sees His Son. Notice what this says. You're in Colossians 3. Look in verse 3. For ye are dead... And your life is hid with Christ in God. 
You know, one of, one of the things, the, one of the songs that we sing, it says, that, it says that, that, it says, I'm trying to think of the chorus, how it goes right now, that uh, it, it's a wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. You know, He hideth my life. In where? In the depths of His love. And covers me there with His hand. Covers me there. Covers you there with His hand. And so when the Lord, when, when, when God looks down upon us, He doesn't see the old Mel, He doesn't see the old Ed, He doesn't see the old Joan, He doesn't see any of those things. He sees His Son and what? In whom He is well pleased. You think about what we have. And it's all because of His perception and His blessing that we have these things in our lives. Our life is hid with Christ. Man, what a blessing that is. Let me give you the third thing. Not only, not only His proclamation and His perception, but I want you to see some of the privileges that we have. The privileges that we enjoy. Look in John 17 with me. John chapter 17. You know this is when the Lord Jesus is praying for His disciples, praying for His own. John chapter 17 and look in verse 21 with me. We're just talking about learning to live in the now and keeping that in mind in spite of what the, in spite of what the devil might do, in spite of our flesh, in spite of the chaos in the world. I'm living in the now in the presence of God and the blessings that are mine. That will help me. Do you know what? That ought to help you with your spirit. That'll help me with my attitude as I, look, as I look at things. And sometimes it feels like, man, they're just going down. They're just crumbling before our very eyes. But it hasn't changed my position one bit. It hasn't changed any of the possessions that I have. When I, and I'm not talking about the things that are here like my shoes or my, my clothes. Or whatever. I'm talking about the things that I have in Christ, the things that we have here. Because... Let me remind you, just in case you forgot, this is not all there is. And that is how the world lives. Don't they live that way? Because for them, this is all that there is. But not for us. Not for us. Look in John 17 with me. Look in verse 21, please. Notice that Jesus said, Oh, we, 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 got, to, we got to look at verse 20. I can't leave that out because he's not just praying for them. Do you know the Lord Jesus prayed for us in this prayer? Look what it says. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Guess what? That, be, that would be me. <laughs> that would be you. And, and notice what he says. That they all may be one. Now watch. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one, and I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Now watch and has loved them as thou hast loved me. 
Now you think about that just for a minute. I've got just a couple minutes left here. You think about that. When you think about what the Lord Jesus prayed for. In other words, I think He wants to understand this. He, he, he wants us to comprehend these things, to let this sink in. You know, when we got saved, our position and, our, and, and really people struggle with that sometimes because of our experience down here. Sometimes we just don't do, all, do always that well in the practical side, though we're working on that. Our sanctification should be something that we experience, a reflection of where we are. But our position in Christ, in the Father, never, ever changes. Why? In the now, it never changes. And so one of the things that we have, you think about it, he says that, you, that, that they might be loved by Him the way that I have been loved by you. Now, I don't know what kind of relationship you had with your earthly father. Some people, you know, some people just grew up and made just a great home. Other people, not so great. Some, for some, dad either died or things happened. Dad was gone, out of the picture, whatever. But, uh, but what an impact dads have on the family. But you know what? What we often do is that we compare or we think sometimes about our Heavenly Father that He behaves and loves the same way that our earthly fathers did. And I want to say, beloved, there is no father like our Heavenly Father. And, and let me ask you a question. Did He love the Lord Jesus? Did He, did he uh, manifest His love for the Lord Jesus in a way? Certainly He did. Well, notice what it says. Look at that. And, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. The last part of verse 23. What that tells me then is as the Father has loved the Son, guess who He also loves? That's right, that's us. Like He has loved His Son. So what, is that, what does that mean? That means that we are here to enjoy all the care and tenderness that the Father had for His Son. You think about some things. Remember what Psalm 103 said? As a father pitieth his children, so he pitieth them that fear him. He remembereth that our frame it is but dust. He remembers those things. So, so in, his, in His care and tenderness, what, what, what am I have the privilege of? Correction. Aren't you glad the Father corrects you? In other words, the Bible says that every son whom he loveth, he chasteneth, right? That's a part of the... And chastening is not always punishment. Maybe it's been teaching. Maybe it's some discipleship, some disciplining in your life, things that he has done. I mean, are, are you the same person tonight that you were when you got saved? No. And he's knocked some rough edges off. He's helped us with some things, taught us along the way, blessed us in the way. He's done these things for us. It's a part of His care and tenderness that He has for us because He's loving us the way that He loved His own Son. That's what Jesus prayed for for us right now. It also means His comfort. I think, I think about when Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonica. He said, I, I, I was gentle among you like a nurse, but he said, I also exhorted and charged you like a father. Sometimes, I mean, has the Lord ever encouraged you in something along the way? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, just like we talked about in Sunday school, some of those handfuls on purpose. You ever enjoyed some of the handfuls on purpose? Places where, places where Boaz told those, told those uh, harvesters, hey, just drop a little bit down there for her and just leave a few piles along. And man, God's given me some handfuls on purpose. Man, you know, just a simple thing. I, I was thinking about, you know, I heard, you know what I heard? I heard the price of beef is going up. Did you hear that? And, and I said to myself, and I said, thank you, Lord. I don't have any beef in the freezer. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, man, he's provided. He helped old two-shot Tierbach. Amen. Yeah. Isn't every gift and every perfect gift, doesn't it come down from the Father of lights? Cometh from above. That's a part of his care. It's a part of his, it, not a part of his correction. He's trying to correct my aim, but trying to correct. But he also does, he does some things. He comforts us. And just give you a word. You remember David said in one of the Psalms over there, he said, Lord, he said, show me a token for good that those that hate me may see that thou hast hope in me. In other words, that he helped me. Show me a token for good. And the Lord knows how to do that. Show you a token for good. When you weren't even looking for it, maybe, I don't know what all your circumstances, I can't think of every hypothetical, but I just know every now and then he knows how to encourage you. You say, how do you know that? He knows his children are different. Isn't it so about your own kids? They're not all alike, were they? Were they all alike growing up? No. There were some you could just look at them and, and it would correct the problem. Some, it took more than a look. It took a licking, all right? Had to have, you know, and a balance on those things. And so God knows what each of His children needs. And He knows how to encourage them. Therefore, He knows how to encourage us. So you need to think about that. And, and then companionship. Romans 5 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. And because of that grace, we have access. Companionship in your life. You know, for some of us, our fathers may have left at an early part of our lives. And, uh, you know, when I had a question about something, if uh, like... Not necessarily a spiritual thing, but something that just was in the, you know, like a building thing or something working on my car or whatever. Uh, if I was trying to fix something, I, hey, Pop, what do you, you know, what do you think? Well, what do you do? Oh, I got, hey, all right, yeah. I don't have that anymore. We take a lot of that for granted. Now somebody's probably calling you. Amen. And things have changed and they will. They'll call, hey, Pop, what do I do? Hey, Dad, what do I do? Not, we don't have that with our earthly fathers. Most of us don't. But man, what was lacking in my earthly father, my heavenly father has made up for. We have access to him. Oh, beloved. You think about it. The companionship, the comfort, the correction, the care. I'm not looking at tomorrow. I'm enjoying the now. And that's what we've got to learn to look at. It's the now. And when something goes south, you're still living in the now. And these things are available to us. Beloved, now. Not tomorrow. Not last week. No, no, right now. In this present moment. Now are we the sons of God. 
not just called, like what it said, behold what manner of father, uh, behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon that we should be called the sons of God. It's true, it's beyond just a calling. Now, he said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Right now, sons and daughters. And so learn to live in the now. And you'll enjoy these things. It'll keep your perspective right on the circumstances around us. Because nothing affects you now that he doesn't know about. And it's good to know. It's good to know. Amen. Learning to live in the now. Let's pray. Father, I, I, so, I so 